Welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you are into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, kundalini technology, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work at ramatribe.com or follow Rama Tribe on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and support the work at patreon.com backslash Rama Tribe. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Twenty twenty is the epitome of intensity and we are coming to the eye of the needle so to speak the astrology is pressurizing each one of us more and more into this diamond mind consciousness and as i'm recording this podcast on Friday, October 9th, 2020. It's been a long day and I've been wanting to record this for many, many hours and just have had different obstacles keeping me from doing so. And on this day, Mars and Pluto have squared again for the second of three times. And we're, we're in the trenches, we're in the thick of it, and I'm in the thick of it with you. And this podcast is going to be a little more short and to the point because I'm needing to do human things (laughs) and take care of myself. But first, I want to share with you a little bit about where I've been. I've been on a journey for the past week at at the beach, the ocean, and just in this beautiful, magical realm of being in nature, being with the mother, 
being with beautiful sisters, dear friends of mine, and being with my daughter, being with the elementals, being with so many butterflies, yellow butterflies, orange butterflies, brown butterflies, butterflies with circles, butterflies with stripes, dragonflies, dolphins, so many schools of dolphins, pods of dolphins, so many fish and pelicans, so many deer. We even got to witness a a baby deer fawn sleeping outside of our window for many, many hours and saw buck crossing the road. And it was just gorgeous. It was gorgeous to see the harvest moon rising up over the ocean and to be with the force of the natural world, to breathe in the fresh, salty air and to touch seashells and seaweed and to feel the sun on our skin and laugh and really connect with the magic and the frequency of nature, of Mother Earth and of life. And as we go through these immense, immense portals, what we are coming home to more and more is Mother Earth, is our connection to the elementals. These elementals are our portal to the other world, through the other world, and it was really magical to be able to literally swim in these elementals and to feel the power and the cleansing effect of that. And as an astrologer, I can say, uh, I've now had two beautiful beach experiences in 2020 and as delightful and magical as they have been, there's something about being on the beach and staring out across the Atlantic and knowing that not too far on the other side is, is Africa, the motherland. And to just imagine all the hearts of people around the world, all the, the amazing listeners that are coming together in community here. Thank you so much for being a part of this listening community of stars, stones, and stories. And, you know, even being at the beach, just realizing like the pressure is still on, like you can feel it in full force. So we're at a time right now where uh, we're in the last quarter phase of the moon. The moon is in Cancer and the sun is in Libra. So they're squaring one another And we're coming to this phase of completion, the phase of completion of the seeds that we cast out with that Virgo new moon. And so now we're in this mission about reorientation towards an intuitive future, a future that we have not quite fully visioned yet. And 
with this square between the sun and the moon, it is a really beautiful time to observe upon your recent past, particularly from the Virgo new moon onwards, and to take heed of the lessons learned of what is really coming up for you in this time as your current cosmic curriculum. So from now through Saturday, the moon will still be in its home sign of cancer, which is where the moon feels most comfortable reflecting life, nurturing, holding that all engulfing frequency of the great mother. Just as the ocean wraps around and holds mother earth and all of the beings of mother earth. And with the moon in cancer, we have this ability to really med meditate upon the beauty of life. And with that, today, Mars squared Pluto and Mars and Pluto are very intense planets. We, we know and that Mars has been retrograde in its home sign of air. Mars is ultimately about how one takes action. It is the capacity to assert self based upon personal desires. Mars goes after our goals and our dreams through pure instinct. This is all about drive, aim, force, over the divine spirit. Mars is very materialistic in the sense that it's very grounded and rooted in the 3D world. We can think of the archetype of like the warrior, the athlete, the daredevil, the hunter. This is what Mars portrays. And with the Mars frequency comes emotions like anger and aggression assertiveness. Mars is the lower will, the vitality of our body. And with Mars, things get heated, they get hot, they get inflamed, they get red, they get angry. And Mars can like a Mars transit can lead to estrangements, breaches in friendships, enemies, lawsuits, thefts, uh, stolen property, war, bloodshed, all the things that bring intensity. And then on top of that, you have Mars being in its home sign of Aries. So everything is amplified. Mars is like really like robust and Mars is retrograde. So with a retrograde, there is an opportunity to reflect upon this behavior, but also there can be added frustration. And then what we have happening with the square between Mars and Pluto is squares are conflict, they're tension. And Pluto is all about transformation through a death process, representing the cycle of life, death, and renewal. And the Pluto energy is very much like going through the eye of the needle. It is the journey 
of the phoenix, the journey of complete death to ashes and rising back again. And this is not a journey for the faint of heart. So with Mars square Pluto, and Pluto is in the sign of Capricorn, which is about dissolving boundaries, shedding, letting go of the spaces and the places around structures and bringing the ultimate truths to light. There is increased tension that we're feeling right now. Pluto was retrograde from April of 2020 until this past Sunday, October 4th, where Pluto stationed direct. So Pluto is also newly direct in the square and bringing forth what Pluto has pulled out from the deep, dark spaces in Pluto's retrograde, bringing that out to light. And what is coming to light is creating this tension with this Mars frequency. We also have to remember that we are, as those who reside within the United States or pay attention to American politics, that the United States is beginning a Pluto return. And this is a major cycle, which I will speak about in depth in another podcast episode. However, as American culture has been deemed one of the superpowers of the world, by those who deem those things so for a number of generations, this Pluto return of the United States is in turn going to affect the, the global world at large. So it is absolutely a transit to be on the pulse of. On this day, Friday, this Venus day, as Mars squares Pluto, this is the second in a series of three squares. And when we watch these cycles, we can really see how astrology is like an ebb and a flow, like a wax and a wane. So there is a story, a specific story that you're probably witnessing on a personal level that the first square occurred on August 12th of this year. And the third square will occur on December 23rd, just two days after the great conjunction. And the second square is on October 9th. And so there is a story that is being outlined And the first square generally brings the conflict to light, really shows what is happening. The second square is a time where we might have some solutions in place and we can start to see how things are going, if things are shifting or not. The third square lets us know what we've accomplished 
and whether we can move forward or if there's still more to sort out. So this Mars-Pluto aspect is intense and we see it at the on the global world at large. We can see it playing out in politics and in environmental situations. And I am certain with all of my heart that each one of us is feeling this on a deep psychic level and that we are feeling this as well in our ancestral lineages. Right now, Mars is also the closest to Earth at this time until the year of 2035. So you can literally go outside and look up at night in the dark, and I guarantee you, you will find Mars shining bright. This amplifies the energy of Mars. Both Mars and Pluto come together through the zodiacal sign of Scorpio. Mars is the traditional ruler of Scorpio and Pluto is the contemporary ruler of Scorpio. And they both represent this instinct, instinctual grasping for power and control and also to really go deep into the energies of life, the instinctual energies that connect us to the earth. As we progress through the age of Aquarius, what becomes more amplified is how truly dependent we are upon one another. As Mars is retrograde, there's an opportunity to bring solutions to the test of early August. And for some, the healing and completion may literally be taking place. However, many of us will still find ourselves in the midst of standstills, confrontations, and struggles. In fact, that's why I'm recording this episode for you all right now, because I want to get it out. I know a lot of you are going through something right now, and I want you to know you're not alone. I had a number of people reach out to me this week just really feeling the burdens and the weight of the energy that's happening on earth right now. And so this is the call to let you know that what you are experiencing is a transit and it will pass just as a, any wave comes and goes, these things pass. And as we were on this beautiful butterfly island for the past week, the waves were really intense. And because of like the shelf of the sand, it was like a miniature cliff to get from the shore out to swim a little bit. And if you didn't catch the wave properly, it would slam you down into all the shells right at the edge. And the shells were sharp. And that's the experience right now. We we have to like really stand on the shore. And if we're, you know, gonna take that move, you gotta watch the waves. You have to take stock of, of how they're flowing. And you need to find that perfect moment to get in the water. 
And if you do get slammed onto the shelves, just know that, uh, your body will heal. (laughs) You will heal and you just keep taking it one breath at a time, one wave after the next. That is the astrology of this time. It's important to watch the spaces and the places within your psyche that might be baited by playing games with others or power and control dynamic things that show up in relationships because right now everyone is really, really tense. And this is for many people not going to be the time when solutions are worked out. So it is a time to take yourself to another location, to move away from the conflict, to take the higher road, to rise above the ultimate distraction, because getting in the middle of the tension will not shift the tension at this time. Utilize your precious creative life force and paint a painting, drum on a drum, Go for a walk, take a cold shower, take a nap, scream into a pillow, do some cat-cow, meditate to some really beautiful, uplifting music, whatever it takes. Remembering that reflection and reorientation are the name of the game. And not only this week ahead, but also this retrograde season at large, because we are already in the shadow of Mercury retrograde and Mars is retrograde. So this current astrology translates over and over again, how each one of us is sorting through ancient old paradigms. Like you're sitting on the shore sorting through the shells, we are going through the spaces of our psyche that has been literally passed on through the lineage and clearing out the old stories. And we're letting them go out with the tide. We're letting them go. We're letting them dissolve. They're coming into those little bits of shell, like the grains of sand And they're going back to source and we're going to be building anew. With Mercury retrograde, this is the time of year. It happens three to four times each year when Mercury becomes the psychopomp. And Mercury as psychopomp becomes a messenger between the realms, speaking to the world of humans and the gods and the goddesses and bringing back messages back and forth. Mercury retrograde is a time of reflection, of renewal, of review to think about how you process ideas, how you take in information, how you exchange information, how you communicate your ideas and your thoughts and your reality, how you organize and structure this. And 
Mercury retrogrades are very beautiful times of year. They are a normal part of human existence that pop astrology really loves to blow out of hand. However, I really like to think of Mercury retrogrades just like the ebb and flow, the waxing and waning of the moon. And a Mercury retrograde in Scorpio is here to teach us to trust our intuition and our instincts to be able to really witness and receive the messenger God Mercury is here to teach us how to think and moves fast through the realms, traveling as Hermes, as Tehuti, teaching us about the ability to travel between the realms, between this three-dimensional 4D, 5D world into the other world, the world, the realm of spirit of ancestors of gods and goddesses and angels and all the different multi-dimensional frequencies. So Mercury retrograde allows us to step into an awareness of how we speak, how we learn, how we reason with others, how we acquire knowledge and formulate concepts. In Scorpio, Mercury wishes to transform, to penetrate, to go beneath the surface to the heart of what is true, to regenerate, to be psychological, erotic, and complex. In its shadow, Mercury and Scorpio can be overwhelming can be secretive and paranoid, suspicious, destructive, and extremist. So in this Mercury retrograde period, we want to be conscious of how we're using this scorpionic energy. Mercury goes retrograde on Tuesday, October 13th at 9.05 p.m. at 12 degrees Scorpio. Then Mercury will travel back into Libra on October 28th at 1.33 p.m. By the way, these times are for Eastern Daylight Time Zone. Mercury goes direct on November 3rd at 17.51. So that's 5.51 p.m. at 26 degrees Libra. Now, the interesting thing is when Mercury goes direct, the sun is at 12 degrees Scorpio. So when Mercury goes retrograde, Mercury is at 12 degrees Scorpio. And when Mercury goes direct, the sun is at 12 degrees Scorpio, the day of the election in the United States. We can read the Sabian symbols, the energetic frequencies of each degree and sign of the zodiac. 12 degrees Scorpio is an official embassy ball. This is all about group consciousness as it expands to the highest level and in cultural interchanges 
between representatives of the elite of the ruling class. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It is so clear how um, guided we are through the realms of spirit and how we're having this conversation in these human experiences with the cosmos. It's a back and a forth, a dialogue. And so knowing that this American election is in the midst of a Mercury retrograde, the day Mercury goes direct, there is going to be confusion. There is going to be deception. There's going to be people who are overly paranoid and suspicious. And then there will be times and places where it's rightfully so. So it's important to know the season that we're in politically, no matter where you live in the world, just know that it is a time to really intuit and to be in your strong instinctual self because the gut and your heart and your womb space and your third eye will lead you in the right direction. On November 12th, Jupiter conjuncts Pluto for the third time of 2020 at 23 degrees Capricorn. And then the following day, Mars is stationing direct on November 13th at 16 degrees Aries. And so... This is the culmination as we get through October and into November. We're culminating this massive astrology of 2020. Everything is seasoning perfectly on time for the great conjunction of December 21st of 2020. So as we take heart with this final Mercury retrograde of the year, I think it's important to point out again that both 2019 and 2020 had Mercury retrogrades in all water signs, Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio. And so this is about thinking in a way and communicating in a way that is very imaginative, very psychic, very intuitive, that is watery, that is very focused on feeling. And in 2021, the Mercury retrogrades will all be in air signs, which is about high intelligence, logic, reason, and radical new concepts. So we are, as a collective, we're really getting primed for a major shift once we enter through this portal of December 21st, 2020. So from now up until Friday's Libra new moon, This is a time to really bring projects to completion, to pay your bills, to deep clean your home, to tie up all of the loose ends in your personal life, in your professional life, in your home, in your car, whatever needs to get done. It's a good time to do that instead of beginning new endeavors. 
And we have a very powerful Libra new moon coming up on Friday, August 16th, which is Venus Day and the sun and moon both being in the sign of Libra will be ruled by Venus. Venus is in Virgo. And as she is in Virgo, she is in beautiful harmony with Pluto and Jupiter and Pallas Athene all in Capricorn. And so that's very lovely and earthy. And there's a lot of tension with this Libra new moon. In addition to the tension, there's also the fact that both Mercury and Mars are retrograde, as well as outer planets. And when we have two significant inner planets retrograde, it makes it challenging to really cast new intentions. So this Libra new moon that comes to meet us on October 16th, in my opinion, is a real beautiful moon to revise, to pull out the potent new moon intentions you made around the lion's gate, the Leo new moon, around the Virgo new moon, and to refine them even more with this Libra new moon. It is not a new moon. I would be starting completely new projects. I would really be continuing to work on the more expansive creative goals, knowing that uh, this new moon is going to be intense. It directly opposes Eris and Aries, and Eris is the asteroid goddess of discord. She brings discord ultimately as a form of justice, of liberation. However, Eris and Aries does not mind what it takes to get there, no matter how violent or intense that it is. And in addition to Eris and Aries, we also have Black Moon Lilith, Mars, and Chiron all in Aries. Both Chiron and Mars are retrograde, and Black Moon Lilith is at the 29th degree of karmic completion of Black Moon Lilith and Aries. So she is at her peak of the feminine shadow frequency where where the dark goddess energy is the tyrant or the martyr, the victim, particularly around identity and creativity and being a pioneer, the places and spaces where she's been shut down. So she has an ability to really rise above and to anchor deep into her own unique frequency and I really believe Black Moon Lilith at the 29th degree with this Libra new moon is a highlight of this Libra frequency that we will experience. So again, I highly encourage you to use this Libra new moon as an opportunity to refine the astrology that 
you know, you have been asked to work with your personal curriculum and align that with your goals, your visions, your seeds, your dreams, the intentions that you've been working with in 2020 and 2019 and 2018, all the way back to that first new moon when Saturn was in Capricorn in December of 2017. So here we are still healing from that powerful Aries full moon that opened up the month on October 1st, conjunct Chiron, the wound where we feel like we are not enough, where we have had some sort of core trauma. As we come towards the end of the month, we have another full moon, the Taurus full blue moon, which will be conjunct Uranus in Taurus. This is a time of surprises, of truth coming to light. And as we close out the month of October, there will absolutely be a wild card energy. And so here we are living life, going through the seasons, the waxing and the waning of the moon. And I would love to encourage you to really give gratitude for the gifts of this year, to give gratitude for what you have received, because many people have been through so many massive changes and challenges and transformations. And a lot of people have really been inspired and have become more committed and clarified. I invite you in these times to honor what is working, to focus on the high hearted mindset and to know deep within the cells of your being that the entrepreneurial spirit is alive in each one of us. And yes, you are and will be continued to be tested in 2020 as a living challenge to that which you have learned and that which you are willing to apply. In many ways, these are times of closure. The way through is to focus on what is working in your life and to notice the new gateways that are unfolding before your very eyes. These gateways that are bringing you to the shore of this beautiful, great conjunction on winter solstice, when Jupiter and Saturn, these two teaching planets align at one degree Aquarius, raise and rise above the frequency. This is the greatest choice we have in these times to live in right action and to dissolve the desire for instant gratification and to be willing to be one with the seasons and the elements and the shifting of the tides. 
I wish you and yours so many blessings as we move through this month of October. And I normally like to offer you a guided meditation or visualization. However, I'm going to invite you to go back to one of my previous episodes find one of those meditations you really loved and go revisit and listen to one of those as we are in the season of revision. And I'll be back with you in a couple of weeks as we go deeper in preparation for the Samhain portal. We close with this prayer, She Alone, Song of the Kabaya Indians. She alone, the mother of songs, the mother of our whole seed, bore us in the beginning. She is the mother of all races and all tribes. She is the mother of thunder, of the rivers, of the trees, and of green. She is the only mother we have, and she alone is the mother of all things. She alone. Thank you so much for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we awaken to the reality that we are a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.